Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Champions League podcast with uh, West Ham United. Um, oh, <laughs> we're actually the pretty bubbles podcast. We are with Daryl, Jamie, uh, Mig, and James is here somewhere. He's been a right ball bag uh, <laughs> trying to get us on a different stream to set this up. So, but we're on Skype today. Um, how are we doing, fellas? Everyone, everyone must be pretty happy. Massive. Yeah, yeah just bored. I think my heart rate has just come down again from yesterday. The, but the thing is, I'm used to us just getting three 0 up and then like throwing it away. So I just expect the inevitable now. You it's, know what they say: a three 0 lead is a dangerous lead, and they do. <laughs> Not two 0 leads anymore. No, uh, it's a three 0 We'll say uh, that is three games on a bounce now. We scored three goals. Um, yeah. Probably the first time we've done that in a very, very long time. I'd like to know if any other team has conceded seven goals in three games and not and ever gone up the table before, because I don't think it's possible. Yes, conceding seven and getting seven points out of three games ain't bad, is it? Yeah, some going. It's not not a bad effort at all. We're, um, we're basically the new leads. We but are, be- but, better, <laughs> but better and don't get spoke about so highly. Yeah, uh, leads are still a better side than us, apparently. Yeah. Right, let's crack on with yesterday's performance and results. So. We have done the double over Leicester this year. Um, Crazy. Incredible. Um, considering we all um, predicted losses this week, um, which again... I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I... James predicted a draw. Yeah. Yeah, but James don't count. None uh, of that to the win. <laughs> well, you mean the one that got the closest result don't count? Yeah. No, okay. That's because right, you're a ball bag and have to praise about getting a close result. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. I was close in the walls because I said 2 0 and I got the first two goal scorers right. I was close. No, you weren't. Oh, I, think I, I, think, I think you'll find I was the closest because I predicted 3 2, but I predicted 3 2 to Leicester. Oh, yeah. Wow. Whoop to you. We're all close. <laughs> Very close. Um, okay. Mick, give me your thoughts on yesterday's. Uh, roller coaster performance. I feel like it's just copy and paste now, isn't it? It's, we get off to a flyer, Jesse Lingard's amazing, and then we forget how to defend. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, the first goal, I still can't really figure out how he curled it round that far. It looks like it's good. When he's in it, I'm thinking, oh, he's completely scuffed it. It's not going yeah. in. Have you seen his interview? He admits he shinned it. No, oh, no, I didn't see that. So, yeah, yeah. well, but it just, the way it just went, well, Bent out around that post. I, I don't think Schmeichel thought it was going anywhere near the goal. No. Um, and then it's just curled and tucked in the bottom corner. And I don't then, think he could have done that if he tried. Probably no. not. No, no. He he might, I don't know, I'm not sure what he's trying. I'm not sure if he's trying to go near post or if he's just trying to help it on its way towards the far post. But I mean, it's just just goes to show at the moment. Everything he touches turns to gold, and it's it's ridiculous. Jamie was saying. Um, in last week's uh, pod about how he was only two goals away from his best ever goal scoring season uh, in the Premier League and, and he's gone and equaled it and it's in mm. nine games. <laughs> yeah. So he won't score again this year? Probably not. <laughs> oh, if he doesn't, he's already been worth the loan fee and the sign. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the second goal is just really bad defending from them. Um, oh. High line and just not paying attention and I can't even remember one of them sitting deeper playing playing um, bowing on side yeah Fafana's sitting deeper playing bowing on side and then Schmeichel comes running out and it's it's easy little square ball Lingard's got an open goal sort of 12 yards out and then 
for once we get through to half time without conceding and you're thinking it might it might be a bit of a different game and we score early on in the second half. Um, bad defending too, to be fair, weren't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a bad ball out at the back. Uh, Masuaku intercepted. Um, we'll speak more about him later. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when when it's intercepted there, it's come to Lingard and he's played it through to Suchek and again, like, there was just so much space in the 18-yard box for Bowen just to take a touch and finish it from about 10 yards. Like that, There is no way anyone should have that much space in that area of your mm. penalty area. Um, if only that fourth goal would have counted, maybe it wouldn't have been so uh, heart-attack-inducing. But again, like quick free, kick, quick free kick and good thinking. Um, Lingard puts a good ball in, but um, Diop's just offside. And, and then it's sort of Back to type over the last few weeks. Masuaku sort of takes a heavy touch, gives it away. And Iheanacho is probably the most informed striker in the league at the moment. Um, he's hit it well, but he's, he has hit that with some power. And then it's just, we just seem to, again, we miss Antonio in these situations without that hold-up play. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I think Bowen was fantastic yesterday mm. and he won man of the match on Sky Sports News. Uh, not Sky Sports News, on the, on the actual broadcast. But it's just Antonio's hold-up play can make such a difference because mm. you can clear the ball and he'll take the pressure off you because he'll hold it up, he'll win a foul, he'll turn his man and you've got the counter-attacks there because you know the likes of Lingard and whoever else is playing off of him will be getting up into support. Um, I think our second their second goal was a bit slack defended from us as well, to be honest with you. I think uh, it was bad. Like, I've got my own thoughts. Kufa and Balbuena should deal better with it once it gets into the box. But Yeah, that's that's the bit yeah. that gets me. That it's sort of mm. I don't know how Ian Acho gets onto the end of that. Like mm. one of them two should be dealing with it and just booing it out. Um and obviously we've got more injury problems. Cresswell's gone off injured. Um, Noble's gone off injured, so we'll see exactly what shakes out with those two. Um, but I think Balbuena did all right when he came on, apart from that mm. goal. Um, mm. So it's just going to be interesting to see where we're left at because when numbers are dropping, it's like the old West Ham. Yeah. Can I, can I... That's me with that injury. Um, now, I think Cresswell could be out for a while the way he went down. Um, that looked like a muscle problem. Um, Look, you, you know my thoughts on Cresswell. This year he has been fantastic and he was great again yesterday, right? Now, with him missing, especially this week, we know exactly what they're like. You see that yesterday, St. Maximum Wilson. With Balbuena in that back three, it really worries me because we really lack any sort of pace completely then without Cresswell in that back three. And you cannot put Masuaku in that back three. Um, no. Because that just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't happen. You, so you saw it. The second Creswell went off, everything came down that right. Everything they brought on Old Brighton, and it was like just get that ball in. It went. Yeah, in he played to, well, didn't he? Well, that's well. It's not hard when you've got Masawaku defending a left back. That guy doesn't know how to bloody stop anything. I think that's the good thing about Kufau on the right that when he does slot in, he is a right back. He slots in as a right back, and he plays that way as a defender. However, when he does get him forward. He's not Masawaku getting forward the other side, mm. right? So he's a better right back to have with a proper centre half like um, Diop yeah. or Dawson, right? The other side, Cresswell as that third centre half plays as a fullback. 
so we can come out where Masaraku doesn't track back. So technically, you do go back to a back four, really. So it works. When the problem was when Balbuena was playing, he's a centre back, and he's not going to drag out a position to pick that or to pick Albrighton up. Now that could really play into Newcastle's hands with Saint Maximum on but, on Saturday. Ogbonna being back huge is such a big, big. If Creswell as long was, as he is back, yeah. If he if Creswell was fit, I generally think you drop Diop, and then you probably go. You probably shift Dawson to the right, Ogbonna through the middle, Creswell at the left hand side. Yeah. Now that Ogbonna's fit, do you leave Dawson in the middle and then your more progressive passes in Ogbonna and Diop play on the left hand and the right hand Ogbonna's, side? Ogbonna's actually left footed as well. So yeah. he slots, onto, slots into the left centre half place for me. And he's defending will cover up everything Masawaku can't do. Like, yeah. I, I know you've given me hate for Noble, but Masawaku is my most hated member in this team. I still can't stand him. Oh, going forward, he's different class, mate. But, I but think my, he's so but he can't defend. Like, uh, yes, he's very good going forward. And that's why I'd start him against Newcastle, because that's what we need. But Jesus Christ, he was nearly the reason we didn't win that game. Like, I generally would have blamed it on him. The thing I, is, I think, uh, I completely agree, he can't defend, but he's a good going forward. Which is why I think this formation, and credit to Moyes, he's found the formation that suits the players we have available. Because it... It's perfect for Masuaku in that he's not relied on too heavily defensively. Mm. It works perfectly for Cresswell because he can do, like, we all thought, yeah, he's a good left back. It gives him the space going forward yeah. um, to whip in those balls that he does. But he's also good defensively and he's actually quite good in the air. Um, he might not win everything, but he always challenges and puts his man off at least. Um, and he's then that second line of defence when they get past, past Masuaku. So, yeah, I think he's he's not ideal, but for the way we're playing, um, you can't really criticise him. Well, you can't criticise him, but you can't criticise the formation too much or the way we're playing. And he just needs to... He, it's those... He, overall, yesterday, he had a fairly good game. But it's just those one or two moments that he needs to cut out. And that's what we've always said about him. But you yeah. actually look at him, and as you say, them two... Well, one big mistake for the goal, right? But he, for someone that's been out for four months with an injury... Mm. Fitness-wise, yesterday, 90 minutes, yeah. up and back. You cannot fault his work rate and mm. the way he wants to play for the club. If it was a flat back four and he was playing left back, I'd have a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. But in this formation, I'd play him every week because He's so the only other player sort of like him really in that side is Ben Rama going forward, who wants to take people on, who's tricky. But Ben Rama from a deeper position, as soon as he gets it, teams get scared. You look at it yesterday, the ball for the first goal, that little bit of skill to take him past their, their fullback to then whip the first ball in is incredible. Not, no other player in our team does that. Yeah. That's what he does, and that's what he offers us going forward. And that's why he's probably, when he's fit in this, in this formation, he's probably in that starting five players yeah. that go Masuaku starts every week. I guess the, my thinking was the second they were bombarding us and that right, our left-hand side was getting pushed all over, I guess before the noble injury as well. I would have brought on Ben Johnson. Yeah, this is where this is where I have my problem with Moyes because we see it, right? I know it's manager and he's there and stuff like that, but we see that. Mm. When you're getting bombarded, especially when Albrighton comes on as well, and you know he's direct, and you know they've, they've got... It's still at 3-0. Protect the 3-0 if you have to, but go, go ultra if you have to really do it. Put Ben Johnson there, shore it up, and then if Noble gets injured, you then 
have got Connor Coventry if you really want if you if you want to do that. You've got an extra midfielder on your bench for that reason. Yeah. Now for me, when Ben Johnson came on yesterday, he offered nothing in centre midfield. I didn't see him touch the ball and he drifted over to the left so much. It's a waste of a sub. You've got a young lad there who's obviously doing enough to get on that subs bench. Trust him. I know what you're saying. Only, we only know if he's good enough by trusting him. If he comes and makes two mistakes, we're like, all right, there you go. I know what you're saying. It's also, it's that awkward spot of, it's a hard spot to trust him in, in terms of, does Moyes, I, I agree. Like, this is where I agree with you. It's like, get this team 3-0 up with 10 minutes to go. All right, West Ham have proven leading 3-0 with 10 minutes to go isn't a safe lead, so to speak, against Tottenham. But that if you can bring him on 10 minutes there, where the game's basically dead and buried, like, it just, yeah. Moyes' subs was odd, but I get what he's doing. Like, you're going to put players onto the pitch that you know you can trust I, in. I understand you trust Ben Johnson. I understand that. But at the same point, I've never seen him or never heard of him playing in centre midfield. Oh, in no. a game where it's 3-1 now. It's 3-1. It's not 3-0 anymore. It's 3-1 and they are all over us. Like, literally yeah. all over us. But in the same position, You they? need someone who knows that positioning. Because they, they are good midfielders. Tillemans, Ndidi, they've got... Three cracking centre midfielders in there. Um, I think Pratt got off by that point. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's but, the weak link of the one. That, at that point for me, it was just out of position and it caused... And we, we missed Noble for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I Look, I'll, I'll speak up. I've been Noble's biggest critic, but the last two weeks, I can't knock him. He's been brilliant. No, actually, he's been very, very good. He's been I very, he very fantastic good. yesterday. Yeah, I actually thought he was better last uh, yesterday than he was against Wolves. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. But then that's probably a fit, that's probably a match fitness thing. Mm. Like, he's had, he had ninety minutes the other night. He's had seventy five minutes yesterday. Like, I even had a call with my dad. Like, we were talking about the game, and he said, like, Noble still made the odd mistake, and I'm like, but the odd mistake's fine. He didn't cost us the game, and every player made the odd mistake. Like, you've just highlighted it because Noble was bad, and if was... I'm, Noble was for me one of the better players on the pitch while he it was there. There was one for me yesterday. It done me because he's still fit enough to run around for ninety minutes. Like, I think the fitness is the problem. He just can't run. As as <laughs> a, I think it was who's who's on who was their left uh, who started on right midfield for them? Uh, Ricardo Pereira. I think it might have been him. He's he's got the ball and he's broke past Masuaku and Noble sort of turned and he's he's like oh shit I've got a sprint here I've got to chase him down. Like, and he just, he tried running and he weren't going anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> going back it's like when you're trying to start your car in like fourth gear. It's like, no, this yeah. isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thing is, like, like, like you say, he can, he can run around for 90 minutes, but he just can't run quickly for any of those. It, it, yeah. yeah it, it's like for him, it's almost like he's got one pace. Especially early in the game. Uh, I think you said it in uh, a chat, me and you having joke. We had a lot of, posi- lot of possession for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And he dictated the tempo of that, just the way he plays. And sometimes like that, in games like that, where we think, oh, we're going to be under the cosh early, not going to have a lot of the ball. Noble's a pretty good player to do that because he won't give the ball away. The first 15 minutes, though, felt very... To- well, before the first goal, the game felt very toothless. Like, like both teams were trying to, like, psych each other out. Like, what... Are- That's, that, that is the thing, you're right, because they should have really... If you look at the way they should, they should have come out all guns blazing and got ahead of us. Because mm. the way we've played, teams have sort of set off us for the first 25 minutes and the game's pretty much dead and buried by then, the way we've been playing. Ish. Dead and buried-ish. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So then, was... 
them being as defensive as not defensive they was, but not as aggressive as they could have been, I think cost them the game. Do you think they were forced into it though by their players being absolute idiots? They still Probably. got a good team, mate. I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's be honest. Like, so you look at the players that were missing: Ayose Perez, James Madison, Hamza Chowdhury. Madison starts. Chowdhury don't start. Perez maybe. I don't rate Perez, but he probably does get a game. That changes probably the way they line up, and probably it would have made a difference. I think. No, I think they're probably very stupid. Yeah. So you look, you look at like Vardy didn't really get much action at all yesterday. If maybe if he had those three options, he might have thought about taking uh, one of them two strikers off and changing formation somehow, or doing something different just to sort of change the game. But the thing is, know. Vardy. I think they said on commentary yesterday, Vardy scored one in his last seventeen games, so he's obviously a man out out of form and out and lacking confidence. But the we nowadays don't play to to Leicester's strengths because we have a very deep defensive line in general. I think um, I was was listening to another podcast and they were saying that I think there's only one or two teams in the league that have a deeper defensive line than us on average. And that's exactly what Leicester, like Leicester thrive on a higher defensive line, falls in Mm -hmm. behind and Vardy's pace. If they haven't got that and they then haven't got the likes of Madison or Barnes to sort of create things. They mm. didn't like Tillemans is a good player. He's a very good player, but he's just not as creative as their other options that the, the guys that are missing. So that's what cost them in the end yesterday. Without a doubt. You look what they do to teams like City, teams mm. like where it is high lines, a lot of pressure, and then you just pop one over the top of Vardy. It'll be 90% of players in the league. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, um, <laughs> you're right there, Jamie. I You'll thought, be a bit angry when you see it. <laughs> I, I thought defensively we were fantastic yesterday, to be honest. Um, like for 75 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, we were. I think even, I think, I think even then we were still good defensively. Yeah, um, yeah. We just, it's just, again, a couple of moments of madness or, or a lack came, of concentration. They came at awkward times too. Like their first came with 60 minutes and it was like, oh, this could be a long half hour here. And then they got their second one. Like, you never felt they were going to get a second, honestly. And then it just came out of nowhere in the 90, 90th of six plus. It just came at times when you thought, oh, OK, we can relax. Oh, they've scored. Oh, now we can relax. Oh, it, you know what I mean? It just... I was just, yeah, I was just waiting for Kasper Schmeichel to score. When he went up for that corner, mm. I was like, oh, no. This is just like waiting to happen, isn't it? I can I, I went... I went to him. I went to him. I was like, "If they if they score, don't talk to me." Because <laughs> she's like sat on the sofa with me, and I, I was like, "I was in that much pain yesterday. I couldn't even celebrate." Like with my <laughs> my back, and it. I was like, "Ah, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Can, I do want to talk about one player that I think recently we've kind of talked about him not being good, but Bowen's really stepped up recently. Oh, Unbelievable! Yeah, three goals in game. three games. We said what we said was that. He's a man that need that was short of confidence, and he had those two scrappy goals in the last two games, which obviously will boost his confidence. And then he's gone out there yesterday, and him and Lingard were the two best players on the pitch for me. Um, genuinely, he led the line, as we said that he would do, like in a different way to Antonio. He's not you're holding up the ball, but he 
got balls into feet a lot, won a lot of fouls, um, was luring them in. And when he got his chance, he took it, um, although they made it too easy for him. Yeah, and as you said, he got man of the match yesterday and he just, he just, he's one of those players that just doesn't stop running. Uh, again, for me, when he's when he's confident, he's he's, he's a nightmare. He's not. I, I don't think he'd be a nice player to play against. No, um, he's, thing, he gets stuck in. He's he's a bit. He's one of them for me. He loves it. I don't think our second goal gets scored if Antonio's on the pitch. No, I agree. Mm, yeah, he's probably that, that ball. That ball doesn't <laughs> go over the. That ball doesn't yeah. go over the top. It goes in for him yeah. to hold up. Yeah, like, and that's what Bowen brings differently. He's going to stretch the pitch while Antonio's going to look to hold it up. And what, what a cracking ball, though, by the way, from Dio. Mm. Oh, great ball! I'd like to talk about him because I think James has given him a, quite a bit of chip in recent weeks. Yesterday, he, he was at no fault. Yeah, break, yesterday as well. He was done I, well yesterday. I thought, was, I thought he was really good yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a solid game yesterday. I thought. Um, the only player I think yesterday, based on well, two players based on performance, is one we've already spoke about. Was you know you know what you're going to get defensively from Masuaku. The other one I thought was Ben Rama when he came on. Mm. I really wanted him to do really well yesterday, coming on for that last ten minutes or so, and he gave the ball away quite a fair bit. And I'm I worry for his sake because I know there's a really good player there, and we've seen some great stuff from him this year. And I know he's out of favour with Moyes, but they're the type of players uh, that we need in a squad. I put it this way with him. Right, he's he's a player in the next in the probably next year he's going to get a lot more game time. Uh, second year in the Premier League, especially we're we're going to probably be in yeah. Europe. He's yeah. going to get a lot more game time. Playing ten minutes for a player of his um, style of play in a game where you're under the cosh mm. does it, that's not his style. No. Right, he's get, he wants to get the ball. He wants to take people on, which then also opens up chances of people nicking the ball off him. Yeah, because that's the type of player. He was the player who was inter- uh, intercepted for the second goal. He's the type of player you bring on when you're 3-0 up. So he's got no pressure whatsoever to actually do something and make something in the game. Or, or he's a player you bring on, you bring on down and you go, go just go and find me something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, not a player at, he's not a player at 3-1 up because it, defensively he's not going to give you loads. No. And he does because he's a driver of a football. He wants to take people on. He wants to... He wants to be creative. He's going to lose the ball at times. And that's what he'd he done it a lot at Brentford last year. Going forward, he's, he's incredible. Well, but the prime example, a prime example was when we played Man United in the cup game when we were 1-0 down and they brought Ben, ben Rama on and, uh, and how much we changed yeah. when, when he came like to the pitch. Another note, when we've, seen what, when, he, when we've seen him come on late in games, he's bowing. He's very yeah. similar. He wants to drive at players and he gives yeah. you the opportunity to nip ball off you. Bowen offers you a lot more defensively, I think, than Ben Rama does, which is why he does do better coming on late. Uh, I, I was going to say, the thing is, though, we all love Ben Rama here. I don't think any of us dislike him. I just don't see how he fits into this side at the moment. Not but, with not with Bowen up front. No, like four nows, we all, I think a lot recently we've really started falling in love with four nows again. Just we respect him and. Yeah, I just think um, he's a good all round player. Darryl, what did I say? West Brom were a great price today. He did. The last four weeks, um, but, uh, four nails has been probably, apart from Lingard, our best player. Um, been fantastic. Going forward, defensively, he adds the work right now that we've lost with Rice as well. Um, yeah. I think he's been brilliant. 
can I uh, also just shout out, as I always have to, Goalkeepers Union, Fabianski yesterday, that one-on-one where um, yeah. Iheanacho almost took it round him. The stretch he had to get his hands to that, that ball was incredible. I know that. I know that. I know that. Dane Seymour. the goalkeeper now. Yeah, Daryl Forrest, number one. My save yesterday morning in the 45th minute. It was like that, to be fair. It was like that. And I was on the edge of my box as well. And he just... I muted him. He was boring me. <laughs> well played. Daryl, you've got to unmute yourself. <laughs> no <Sorry>. comment. <laughs> um, right. I know, oh, tonight... I know what to call you now the rest of the night. Yeah, that's fine. Can I just say, ask a genuine question? Because I feel like we've not spoke about him that much and I think he deserves more. Is Jesse Lingard on form the best player in the Premier League at the moment? Because I think he is. Yes. Like, I'm not really without a doubt. Yeah. Like, I've seen people say, oh, Harry Kane. I'm like, he's got three more goal involvements than Harry Kane. Like, he's the most, since his debut, he's had the most goal involvements. I think no one can hide that. Like, you could argue on form he's the best player in the top five leagues in Europe. Hey, yeah. Also, I'll put this out yesterday. Did anyone watch the Spurs game yesterday? I did. Yeah. I thought Harry Kane was horrendous yesterday, by the way. He's got a poor record against Man U. Yeah. Never does I, well against them. I thought they were terrible. I also think Tottenham are a very bad side. Being they held. are an awful side. The thing is, their squad's very good. I think oh, their they're... squad's very good. Their, their manager their squad is a joke. should be fighting for a championship, for a, for a league title. Oh, oh, they're just... I wouldn't say that good. I'd probably say they should make top four. They've if they had, if they had a better centre half, they'd challenge yeah. the top. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Because uh, I watched the um I was listening to it before I can't think it was where Keane actually slated Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah. Slated. Eric Dyer, what is he? He's he's like, how is this geezer a Premier League footballer? How is he in a, in a national footballer? Right, he's terrible, terrible player. Um any other players you want to discuss before we move on? I don't think so. I think we've j- dressed most of the squad. Do you know what we haven't done for a couple of weeks, right? Because there was a time in the middle of the um, time, sort of just over Christmas, that all we'd done on this podcast was speak about James's mates, the, the Czech, Czech boys. <laughs> and, and you had a wank over King Dawson every week. Like, <laughs> the last two weeks, we've not spoke about Dawson, and we've hardly spoke about I Big Tom. Because we've been shipping goals left, right, and centre. Let's not blame the King. We have to give <laughs> credit, though, because we did say, like, Masawaku as bad defensively, it kind of shows you how good Kufau is. Like, nothing, when they needed a goal, went down the right-hand side. Literally. Unbelievable, mate. The thing is, for him, he never puts in a bad performance. He's a seven out of ten, it feels like, most weeks. Like he's, he's done that at right back and at right wing back. Yeah. All right. Like going forward, he's probably not the best, but he still gets assists. Oh, he got mate, that, one yes, that one yesterday, I was like, just please hit it. Just you tell please, me. Please yeah, I know. Oh, he just doesn't, does he? If, if that's Masawaku, he, he just hits it. He just drives and hits it. Yeah. Or if it's Lingard, like he lays it early enough to. Find I think out. if I think if that's Masuaku, he won't get caught up. I think there, there was a little bit of a pace. I think he got there and hesitated, oh, didn't but he? But his energy is unbelievable. Ninety minutes, mm. and he, boom, he actually coasted forward. Um, mm. 
fuck, I love him. He's one of my favourite players in that side right now. Um, yeah. Along with Zuchek, they both just, um, they both epitomise the West Ham way, like the West Ham <laughs> style of football and the way fans love West Ham players. Here's a question. Right, right this space, just, just purely because I think if Ogbonne was playing yesterday, we don't concede two goals. That's not playing yesterday. We don't concede two yeah, goals. But, but <laughs> yeah. James, here's my question, right? You don't think we can see two goals, but are you are you putting him in for Cresswell or are you putting him in for Diop? Diop. I probably then, would put him in for Diop, despite Diop having a better game. But then I'll put this that way to you. You saying we, you don't think we can see two goals is completely and utterly void because nothing was Diop's fault. Nothing oh, Diop could have done. Nothing. Nothing. There was nothing. Ogbonna could have done better to stop Ibaka. Second goal doesn't happen because Ogbonna's not playing that full with his right foot. Yeah, that's getting rolled to Dawson instead of Dio. Okay, right. Let's counter this with the previous week. Then, then the situation would be different at Wolves. But then we, either way, we won the games. So it's it's all just you know. Pe- yeah, either way, we're fucking massive. <laughs> we like, go, going forward, really I, I feel like we need to have Ogbonna back in the side. Oh, just but but where does he go? But this whole thing he fits in. Ogbonna is thirty-three, right? And yeah, it's great, and he'll probably have one more really good year. Um, and we hope he has another good year because he is probably our best centre half. But then you've got to be looking in the coming year or so to get Diop as much football as possible, because really he. If he sticks this out, he could be West Ham centre half for the next ten years. He's I think he's twenty three, twenty four. Your thing is, we need a centre half in the summer. I, I, I didn't say this, but with Balbuena basically confirmed as leaving, mm-hmm. Bonner's thirty three in May, Dawson's thirty one, I think this month. Diop, unless one of our youngsters is going to come through the academy, I don't. That's only three centre backs we've got. Like, who else have we got that we uh, could, if if Someone doesn't sign Tamuri uh, on a permanent. Oh my year, yes! I'd go get him on loan, or at least try. I try and attempt a permanent, but I think it'd be too much. I'd at least go get him on loan because then that would give someone like Baptiste. Because especially if we're in Europe and the cups and stuff next year, the kids should get a go, especially in the Carling Cup and or whatever it's called now, the Carabao Cup. I also think you'd get uh, Tammy over over from them. Yeah, I think we need. I'd, I'd do anything to take Tammy Abraham. If we took Tammy Abraham, I honestly. I'd lose my shit because I think he's class. I think he's class. He's he, he when we played uh, Chelsea, he was the one that didn't he score both the goals. He also uh, reminds me a little bit of two goals and the three. I don't I don't know, but I do think he scored. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Antonio. Uh, not as strong, but big lad likes to get the ball to feet. Likes to turn players. Gets in the box well. Very good in the air. I he's think he's pretty, a tough not player. Bad you do placement time for me. To. And and that way, if you get him in, if there's games where it is quite a physical game, you can put Mikel back in one of them attacking attacking roles um, and let him drive from deep. Because I still think Antonio's better driving from deep anyway. Um, you see, you, you've seen the pass when he gets to four and knocks it past players, and he just runs at people. And it mm. might might save his hamstrings a little bit, not chasing balls down every five seconds. But we'll see. Um, whatever happens, look. Again, there's no guarantee still here. There's still seven games left. Yeah, there's no guarantee still of Europe. Like, all right, it, it's very unlikely we don't get some sort of European football next year. Whatever happens to me, that they've got to reinvest in this squad quite 
quite massively. Yeah. Hey, uh, David Gold's dream of West Ham are going to be in Champions League in five years. Five years, it could work out. Do you know what? That's actually that's one of them things, right? That the amount of people that's actually going to annoy because they're actually going to prove people wrong. And as much as it's gone through all that, and you know, mo- we probably are all GSB out purely based on the last ten years of the shit that we've dealt with. I am. GSB M out. M out. But <laughs> get out. But, I'm going to... I'm, I'm muting, like him, again. I'm muting him again. Yeah. He don't really mean it. We but, just kick him out. Kick him out. You know, like... But the... It's just... What do you, what do you say to that? You can't, you can't complain as a West Ham fan if we get in Europe. No. <laughs> the problem is they'd, they'd have done it by absolute default. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is the issue. That is 100% the issue. They, they're going to take, take the credit because technically they did employ Moyes back. But it's just like, how lucky can you get? The they only signed in. They kind of pushed for was Ben Rama. And as bad, like Ben Rama's not been bad. He's been the signing who's done the least. All of Moyes' have been eight, nine out of tens. Like, yeah. As, as I was saying, he has to invest quite heavily. Um, oh. Especially for me, you have to get a centre half, a left back, a centre mid, another striker at least. Especially if that's if you sign Jesse. If mm. Jesse comes in, you don't need to strengthen that area. Ben Rama, Bowen, Four Nails, yes. probably Lanzini goes. You then probably have to give a lot more youngsters. Like I'm just looking at our squad. It, it, if Nathan Holland isn't playing that next year, then he's never going to play in a West Ham shirt. I'm trying to think of the other youngsters. The likes of Mepo, um, Dianda Silva, young. Yeah, they're they're still quite young, but they're now getting to put, especially when you when we're playing more games. If they're not being given goals next year, as you as you, you rightly say, they're probably not going to get a West Ham career out of it. I'd like to see Oda Becker again because I feel like he's kind of not really had a correct. Like a fair, I don't think he's had a fair go. There'll be a game for him when we're not 3 0 up at half time. No, I mean, this year, when oh. we're not 3 0 up at half time and we're one down with 20 to go, that's the game you throw him on and say to him, Come on, like proof saying. But again, that's a horrible situation for a youngster to come on and be under tremendous amounts of pressure as your only striker. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I like 3 0 up the weekend. If it, if it, um, maybe if it had stayed 3 0, he might have got half hour at the weekend. Yeah, but again, um, like, Moyes is Moyes. You never know what he's going to do. Probably bring on David Martin up front. Hey, to be fair, it'll probably work with what Moyes has done this year. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, uh, go, genius. Um, so going, go on. Where do we finish this year? Where, all right, where should we finish? Where do we finish? I take. Can uh, it's hard to say because we're so generally a pessimistic fan base purely because we're West Ham. So. I would take fifth, but the way we're playing, I just want us to keep going. I, me, I'd be happy. I'd be over the moon with Europa League full stop. For me, it's... I want, obviously, fourth, fourth would be everything. Fourth would be absolutely dream world. Do you it know would I mean? be dream world. But, I, I saw a tweet earlier where someone put, there was a picture of like the a London stadium like this, and in the centre of the badge was the Champions League. Oh, mate, <laughs> like, it'd be it'd be absolute dream world, honestly. Like 
the fans for those games would be something else. Um, oh, under the lights, imagine. Just, just imagine West, like we get to experience West Ham playing Champions League football. Like, yeah, Real Madrid uh, or Barcelona. Real Madrid at home. We're in a situation. We're in a situation where. Previously in the past, now it's a different team, of course, it's a different team. Previously in the past, we've bottled big situations like this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the uh, Pirate year, 86, we had a real good chance to win the league, bottled it last five games. We have had big chances and, and, and sort of gone to sleep a little bit. Now, one sec, Joe. Mm. Now, for me, if you get through these next two games with four points, right, Newcastle, Chelsea, if you get through four points, because we should be beating Newcastle, even though they cause us problems every time we play them. And Chelsea are a different animal than what we've played them in recent years. If you get through that, every other game we play, we should look at that game and go three points. Yeah. And then if you get through these two games with four points, I'll be disappointed if we don't finish fourth, even with the teams around us. I agree. After these two games, then I feel like the odds are in our favour of actually, actually becoming... Reality. From dream to reality. The only, the only problem we've got is, is the injuries mounting up, and that yeah. could be what costs us in the end. Um, yeah. the, the, the squad's a bit threadbare at the moment, as it is. Potentially no Cresswell now as well. I just want to see I... Totty go into the little ball and go, Barca. Slam <laughs> Munich. Prague. West Ham United in that, in that group. Of, seat, Juventus. Mate. Oh yeah, I know. But okay. Juventus, okay, Juventus or whatever. And then I, I just, can't remember how they, you know what I mean. I'm just like thing, group of death. The one thing I was gonna say um about us bottling it is there feels a difference that people the year we had Pie there was real talk about West Ham that year. I don't know if that was because it was the last year of the bowling and yeah, stuff. A different animal this year to that. No, but my point is no one it feels like we shouldn't be talked about in the same echelons as Chelsea, Liverpool, even Leicester. Like you do get the sense of it's a bit like you turn to up to a party where everyone's drinking like champagne, eating caviar, and you turn up in a tracksuit with like a bottle of K cider, and everyone's like, "You don't belong here." Yeah, I think Leicester are the teachers' pets, aren't they? Um, we'll move on now. Like, but safe, and we're going to obviously talk about Newcastle now. But that game on Sunday now is uh, Saturday, sorry, 12.30. Yeah. Is, every game's massive now, right? And like, I, was, I was saying four or five weeks ago, it's oh, free, it's free, it don't matter to us anymore, don't matter, it's free, it will we'll do what it will do. If you take three points out of this, Chelsea next week is the biggest game in our club, probably our club's history, in the club's history for over 20 years. Right, I know you had the last game of bowling, which is for a, a moment is bigger, but for a league season, that Chelsea game, to, if you beat them after getting three points against Newcastle, it's the biggest game probably West Ham have had since 1986. It's our yeah. biggest result probably since probably FA Cup final against Liverpool. Yeah, I think if we get any sort of result, even if it's a draw in that game, I think that will be the time when we all actually get the respect from pundits. But from, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be honest with you. We've got Newcastle this week, so we're going to get zero points this week. 
<laughs> and Chelsea won't matter. So Chelsea, what I will quickly say is Chelsea have got some hard games coming up. They've got Porto in the Champions League, then they've got Man City in the FA Cup, then they've got Brighton in the midweek before us. So like while we're playing one game a week with injuries, they've got like midweek Saturday, midweek. Let's hope yeah. let's hope Havertz's shooting is just as bad as it was the other day. But then look how good they were on against um, Palace. Yeah, it's, Pal- it's Palace, though. It is Palace, but they annihilated them. Like, weren't even a competition. Yeah. So, right, let's have a quick break and we'll talk about Newcastle. So we now play Newcastle, which I think is our 32nd game of the season. Um, away at St James's Park, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. Before we discuss the game even more than what we've already done, um, let's go to Matt's stats. Matt's stats! <laughs> um, thank you, James. That was lovely. Uh, so head-to-head, West Ham, Newcastle, there have been 137 meetings between the two sides. Uh, James, you first. How many do you think we've won? Oh, my God. I. How many, what did you say, sorry? 137. 137. I'm going to go with 46. Jamie. Newcastle used to be really good, so I'm going to go for 43. Daryl. I'm going to go one below Jay. No. I'm going to go 42. Well, in that case, Daryl, you would be bang on. Oh, nah, for God's nah, nah, sake! Nah. No, he's got. It's got to be cheating. I'm sorry. He's got no. to have it on the screen. No, surely. Don't, don't show off your guns. Dead, 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 dead. That's um, not. Jamie. Just mute him again. Um, so yeah, we've won forty-two, drawn thirty-eight, oh. fifty-seven. I can remove him from the call if you want. Um, our biggest, <laughs> our biggest win. Um, Daryl mentioned the boys of 86 earlier. Our biggest win was in April 1986 with an 8-1 win. Was that the Alvin Martin hat-trick? It was indeed. Um, and then a bit more recently, our biggest loss was 5-0 um, in 2011 with a Leon Best, Leon Best hat-trick. Hat-trick. <laughs> I'd do anything for a King Dawson hat-trick. And I'd love <laughs> um, David Moyer's record v Newcastle. Um, he's played in 27 times. Won 10, drawn 7, lost 10. So it's pretty even there. Um, Steve Bruce's record against West Ham. He's played 20, won 7, drawn 4, lost 9. And the two managers head-to-head uh, in 20 outings. Moyes has won 10, um, Bruce has won 3, and there's been 7 draws. I'll put this out there, and I will not bottle it like someone on this chat. <laughs> right. If King Dawson scores Atrick on Saturday, yeah... I'll get a tattoo of King Dawson on on my arm or somewhere, right? Well, right. yeah, deal, but that ain't happening, is it? Well, we didn't think... Yeah, to be fair, we said that about Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard was 40-1 to one to go to the England Euro squad at the, in January. He's now 1-5, to five. like, come on. And Jamie man. has bottled. I paid him off. Do you know what? One of my, uh, one of my friends from my uh, Jurassic chat thing... Right, he's a. Yeah, no, he's a Burnley fan, 
and he listens to our podcast. And even he said, did your mate not, is he not going through with it? Because he <laughs> knows he's actually following this. And I was like, nope, he's bottled it after all that drivel we give us. I didn't so, really drivel. You was the one who's filling me. I paid them off. So, yeah, I'll get tattoo if he scores a hat-trick. To be fair, Daryl, if he scores a hat-trick, I won't force you into it because I'm a good friend. Liar. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 I know, because I could, I'd be a hypocrite. I can't really force him if I bought it. Right. I Luke really Castle. wanted to. Let me uh, put this out there straight away. I fucking hate him. And yep. I hate Steve Bruce even more. Yeah. Right. The pet, but just both. Just awful, awful team, awful manager, awful owner. Um, I don't ever enjoy Not watching talking play about football. West Daryl, and talk about <laughs> us. They've got a nice ground, though. I don't ever enjoy watching them play football. Um, ever. So I can't wait to lose at the weekend. What about, what about super sub Miguel Almiron? <laughs> wait, I'm waiting for John Joe, like, <laughs> Perlow to start pinging the ball left, right, and centre yeah. around. Look, what's what's everyone's thoughts going into this? That I think we all know we should we should get a result here. But yeah. um, you I, know, gone. I was just I'm nervous. Like, yeah. and I don't. I think this is because I'm a West Ham fan, but also their two best players by country mile are now back. Like we saw what Alison Maximan did on Sunday against Burnley. All right, it, Burnley aren't as good as us. No offence to James's mate, but. Um, <laughs> They're good players. Like, let's be honest, they'd both be good additions to West Ham. Like, mm. they cause us trouble. This would be the perfect letdown spot for West Ham. You go away to beat Wolves. You beat Leicester. You've got a team. Look, Newcastle aren't safe. If they beat us, they probably are. So this is a big game for them too. I don't mm-hmm. think it's an easy win and I'll probably back Newcastle again at the weekend because every time I seem to back the other team, we win. So let's keep that going. I would say with Newcastle, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one because <clears throat> like we know on paper, the way we're forms going, what we're chasing, we should win. Um, but there's always going to be that one game that, you know, just completely messes us up and this is 100% could be that game however there are some different things that have that that has changed since the time we played them last Newcastle were probably in a better sort of place than they are now when we played them last we didn't have Kufel playing at the back he wasn't his first game didn't come to after Leicester so Maximan was against Fredericks in that game um we didn't have Jesse Lingard at the other end of the pitch. So I think I actually think I actually think Ben Johnson started that game. Yeah. I know rightly. Oh what at right back. I believe but so. he might have done. I just know that up. I just know it wasn't uh Shufel. But I think I don't you you know when you sort of can vision visualise a game going like I have it I have a feeling it it, it won't be as plain sailing as it has seemed to have been in the last few weeks like so I don't think they're going to give us they're going to give us a little bit more respect uh, uh, it was Fredericks uh, we oh. also went with the dreaded Rice Suchek Noble and then it was Bowie and Fornals ah, so uh, it's a so bit yeah. of a it's a completely different it's going to be a completely different sort of setup now and you know our mindset is 
completely changed from that first game? For, for me, uh, the weekend, right? If we play in that first half like we've played in the first half of the last three games, we win. Because yeah. these these are not the same calibre of team as, as Arsenal, Leicester. Leicester and Wolves. Yeah. Who have got real potential of pulling back goals like that. All right, that, you... that'll probably come back bite me on the arse, right? <laughs> I know, right. but when you think we've got seven points from yeah. Arsenal, Leicester and Wolves, what yeah. a, that is such a good achievement. That yeah. is a big possibility that coming back and biting me on the arse. But if we play like we've done and Lingard's firing and Fournells and Bowen, we, we should be winning this game. <laughs> we, we really should. Um, and these are the games this year where I've got to give Moyes all the credit in the world because these are the games in the past four or five years we've gone into and, and got beat. Yeah. Right? This year, it hasn't happened. Um, now, apart from uh, maybe Liverpool, we've... Manchester and, United. And United, they're the only team that have done double over us this year. Now, I can't have Newcastle being another team that do the double over oh, us this year. Yeah, at just... at the, I know. At the end of the day... It's our, it's, this is ours to lose. The players, it, it, as much as I know Moyes can take some stick at a cert, to a certain extent when sometimes tactically we might make the, he might make a, a, a bit of a, a strange substitution when we're trying to chase a game or see a game out. But he, when it comes down, once he's picked that 11, based on form, based on the talent in our side, if they don't at least get a point from this game then I just I think it's, it's it's all on them it's theirs to lose like they can only do so much like Moyes has got that expectation he's got their heads in the ground like he he's making them all work hard their their tempo hasn't dropped they're still working really hard you can see they are they're chasing every single ball down even when we're conceding the odd goal we're still working hard after it so I don't know. It, it, I'd be very. I'd feel really harsh to blame Moyes unless it's something really dumb and stupid that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. So I'm looking forward to. It. I'll only get to watch about. Well, at the I, moment, I'll get. I'll get to watch half hour. But because of um, Prince Philip's funeral, it looks like all football's going to get moved forward. So, right. and I've, I've got a double header, so it looks like I probably won't get to see any of it. Well, um, I'll. I'm playing cricket, so Daryl, I'm definitely winning the toss and batting first. Do what you want to do, mate. <laughs> and, By uh, the way, uh, West Brom 2 0 at half time. Oh, Cheers, mate. mate. <laughs> yeah, that's, why do you think I said mid podcast, like, Daryl, this is why we should pick West Brom? I said West <laughs> Brom a bit. Um, they, um, but, I mean, the thing is, like, we Jamie put in the group chat last night the stats, our stats against the non big six this season, which is played. Um, 21 15 drawn for lost one and obviously that one was the Newcastle game at the start of the season and we're a, a completely different side now the feeling around the side the club the fans everything is just completely different so this game is there for the taking and we should be severely disappointed if we don't get all three points do you want the odds on the game I yeah think. go on Newcastle are 11 to 4 uh, the draw is 13 to 5, and we are 10 to 11. Good price. I like the price on Newcastle. I, I, yeah, but every time we're always odds on, that's when I worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're not wrong. Right. I think we've, we've spoke about, obviously, injuries and a bit of team selection in the first sort of segment. Give me some predictions. Who wants to go first? 7 0 Newcastle. 
That's what I was going to go with. <laughs> uh, no, my serious prediction is um, a 2 0 win. Jamie? Stunned everyone into silence. <laughs> uh, We're prone to conceding. <laughs> we definitely are. Turn it around. Uh, I've got it back. 2 1. And I'm going to go with Lingard. Lingard <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> Lingard. And they're a big side. Um, so I'm going to go with someone. Super sub. Um, <laughs> nah, I'll go with Suchek. Yeah, Lingard and Suchek. Right, I'm going to go 3-1. I think Ogbonna is going to come on. Right, he's going to come. He's not going to start. I think he's going to come on to shore the game out because they're going to score a goal and Moyes ain't going to want that that pressure again. So I think we're going to go 3-1. I reckon Jesse will score again. And I actually think we might get... Ben Rama's first goal at some point to the, what, uh, the five minutes in the last five <laughs> minutes, in the last five minutes of the game. Right. What, what about throwing a Mark Noble penalty somewhere? I'm going to say you would love it. I'm going to stick with the trend. I'm going to go a three two. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> Please not again. Imagine that twelve goals though in four games. That's just like mad, isn't it? I'm going to go three two, and I'm going to go King Dalton hat trick. No. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Bowen to get four in four, Mark Noble penalty, and Masuaku's due one. I'm going to go, going to go, King He's, He's never scored for us. He's due. He has in the cup. Yeah. Jamie, as you would say, law of averages. That is true. I like that. He's, he's won me over. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's it for today. So just for, this is for you, James. I hope you're listening. We play 12.30 on Saturday. Yeah, but, but that can get <laughs> rearranged. Okay. So check your phone. Um, West Ham, we won't get rearranged because we finished before three o'clock. Um, yeah, which for, for those listening, um, the, I think it's Wolves, Sheffield United has been moved to 8.15. Um, yep. away from the free kickoff because of the funeral so yes that is it um, we look forward to speaking to you next week when hopefully we get three points against Newcastle and Chelsea lose this weekend um, and it, it's right. not as what, big... in the, what in the FA Cup semi-final yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> but uh, yeah right that's it boys thank you for joining me again and last thing to say is come on your irons come on your irons Cheers, boys. I'm going to cook dinner because I'm hungry.